the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Never forget, big-time college athletics is always first and foremost about the kids, the student-athletes, baby. No, I promise I never lie to you here on the Bruce Willis Show, so that's a lot of garbage. I'm just giving you what the universities have always said and will no doubt continue to say in the aftermath of a stunning move that the Big Ten Conference... Now has how many teams? Quick quiz, kids. Sorry to hit you with a math question at the outset of a Friday Bruce Hooley show. The answer is 16, at least not this year. Not next year, but by 2024. Yes, the Big Ten has added USC and UCLA. So, it's wonderful that the uh, powers that be in the Big Ten Conference which, of course, includes Ohio State University, have placed student-athletes' academic concerns top of mind. Because the great thing about adding USC and UCLA is that if you play a midweek basketball game, volleyball match, soccer game in L.A., there's always a red eye at LAX that you can catch at midnight and be back in Columbus in time to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for your 8 a.m. class. That's what I call putting academic pursuits top of mind. Welcome to our uh, pre-July 4th show. I intended to do a lot of uh, patriotic stuff today, and we will get to that. We will have some fun. We will laugh. We will celebrate America. And, I mean, what's more America in Columbus, Ohio, than an Ohio State football game? In Dayton, Ohio, than an Ohio State football game 60 miles away? So I'd be curious to know what you think today. We're not a sports show, but I think my 12 to 15 years in sports broadcasting and my additional, shall we say, years in sports reporting qualify me to be uh, able to discuss this issue. We'll have Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports at 11.30, and we are endeavoring a local guest, but don't have one nailed down yet. So why not Why not let that be you? Why not call 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989, and we will talk about Ohio State now not having to wait for the uh, rare treat of a January 1st Rose Bowl next to the San Gabriel Mountains with the sun setting in the most pastoral setting in all of sports, Pasadena, California, with Traveler on the sidelines and the USC song girls and the Trojan marching band playing that dong, da da dun 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 da 
That is a precious memory from my youth. And now it'll just be a regular season game in October. So, fantastic, right? I know the Rose Bowl has to be thrilled. For years, what was the most lucrative bowl in college football stood staunchly by the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and would not listen when other leagues tried to say, well, why don't you let our teams play in your game? And even in years where the best Big Ten team or the best Pac-12 team, although I don't know that that ever happened with the Pac-12, the best Big Ten team was playing in the national championship game, be it the Bowl Alliance, Bowl Coalition, Bowl Championship Series, or college football playoff, the Rose Bowl always said, no, that's okay, that's okay, we won't take the next highest ranked team that would get us monster TV ratings, no, we'll take. Uh, Illinois, we'll take Wisconsin, we'll take Iowa, we'll take whoever, because we are loyal to the Big Ten. So that's my number one question for Dennis Dodd when he joins us at 11.35 today is, did the white coats, and they wear white sport coats, the Rose Bowl Committee, did the white coats in Pasadena know this was happening? I can't believe they didn't tell them, but I can't believe they like it very much. Because their ideal scenario, no, come on, they're old, stodgy, West Coast rich guys. They really think their game is the best game of all time every year, no matter whether it has any impact on the national championship or not. That's why they've stuck with tradition all these years. I would like to think they were told, but in this absolute, unbridled lust to make one more dollar. Maybe they didn't tell them. But I know they're not happy about it because their chances now of getting USC or UCLA in the Rose Bowl game as the Big Ten champion, unless they take them after a meh year, and UCLA and USC have had a lot of meh seasons lately in football, Well, the chances of the Rose Bowl getting USC or UCLA just declined by conservatively 25%. Conservatively 25%. 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989 is our number. Let's start with Chris in Southwest Columbus. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Um, I I, I honestly just wanted to say uh, I I don't like it either. Um, I think geographically it's, it's very wonky. Clearly, uh, but I, I do think that it's it's a necessary evil, uh, considering the, what the SEC is doing. Uh, the South already thinks that they're God's gift to football, yeah. uh, and it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility with adding, you know, Oklahoma bringing in Texas, uh, that they could just try to bypass the NCAA altogether, create their own national title, and just completely forget about the the North and the West. Chris, I think you need your own podcast because I think that makes a lot of sense. And he brought up an important point. This is a response to the Southeastern Conference. And by the way, they do think they are God's gift to football. And I guess that's kind of a occupational hazard when you win like 10 national championships in a row, which they kind of did for a long time. But I digress, as my friend Tim May would say. Yeah, this is a response move. Never, ever, ever think the Big Ten is going to be visionary on much. They're not visionary. They are a barge, not a speedboat. 
I will give Jim Delaney credit, the former commissioner of the Big Ten, and he started the Big Ten Network, and I thought it would fold. For the first, like, two years, all they had on there were uh, corn seed ads. And I thought, well, this will never fly. But they were floated up front by a bunch of money from Fox, and they were co-owned by Fox and the Big Ten. And so this next Big Ten TV rights deal is going to be worth at least a billion dollars. And that's why USC and UCLA wanted in, because the Pac-12 TV rights deal, well, let's just put it this way. Getting your TV rights share as a member of the Pac-12 is like getting that dividend check from the company that you own one share of stock in because grandpa bought you a share of stock on the day you graduated. He bought you a a share of stock in Blockbuster Video when it was hot. Hot stock. And you remember as Blockbuster declined getting that dividend check for like 39 cents a year. That's your Pac-12 TV rights check in comparison to the Big Ten. The Big Ten TV rights check is like... If not only Forrest Gump, but you invested in Apple when it first went public. That's what the Big Ten TV rights share is like. So the Pac-12 now is on life support. And there are buzzards circling. There's a big buzzard with Big 12 on its chest and a big buzzard with maybe Big Ten on its chest. I mean, I... I don't know if the Big Ten wants anybody else from the Pac-12. But back to Chris's point that this is a reactive move and the Big Ten's hand was forced. I don't know that its hand was forced, but if you want to get bigger and you can't get Notre Dame and they can't get Notre Dame because Notre Dame refuses to date anyone. Well, they refuse to marry anyone. They'll date people, but they will not marry anyone. They will date you during COVID if they need a league to play in. The ACC comes calling. They will date the ACC for basketball. They'll date the ACC for pretty much anything but football. They're a member of the ACC and everything but football. Which is kind of like if you married somebody and they refused to sleep with you. You know, it's like, well, wait a second. Like, this is a big part of a marriage. Football is a big part of league membership, not for Notre Dame. They want their own TV network and all that. But the Big Ten couldn't get Notre Dame, so they went and got USC and UCLA. And they want the LA TV market. Why do you think Rutgers is in the Big Ten? It's not because Piscataway, New Jersey, offers them a pastoral campus. No. It's because the New York TV market. They were never even lying about that at the Big Ten level. And now they have New York and they have LA and they have Chicago. So that's pretty impressive from a TV perspective. And it'll help their network. But the SEC landed the first blow. They got Oklahoma and Texas. Do I believe in my heart of hearts Ohio State or the uh, the Big Ten? Well, I, I Freudian slip. I substituted Ohio State for the Big Ten. Ohio State is the Big Ten. Do I believe the Big Ten would rather have Oklahoma and Texas, who the SEC does have, than to have UCLA and USC? Yes, I do. Yes, I do believe that. Let's talk more about it. 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. So last night, the Big Ten added UCLA and USC 
Mm, no, not the University of South Carolina. Uh, University of Southern California. There's a little tip for you. They don't like being called Southern Cal. So, of course, if you want to snark them, call them Southern Cal. They have tremendous tradition at USC. Uh, more Heisman Trophy winners than Ohio State. That's that's not fun. Now we don't have the most Heisman Trophy winners in our league anymore. And this is a blockbuster deal for football. Not so much for basketball. UCLA has great basketball tradition, but it's kind of wonky traveling out there for a league game. I don't know if they're ever going to have a UCLA-USC home football game on big noon Saturday. That's a 9 a.m. kick in the Pac-12. Not good. But it's all about adding the TV market and poaching the plumest members out there to be picked now that Oklahoma and Texas have joined the Big 12. And I wonder, Ohio State fans have always traveled fantastically well. I mean, the years I covered Ohio State for the Plain Dealer, 18 of them, you'd see thousands, literally thousands of fans at Champaign, Illinois, Madison, Wisconsin, didn't Iowa City, Iowa. Didn't matter. Now that's a tougher road trip to L.A. And I had a fan this morning say this, which I'd be curious to know. He said, I don't want to go to Ohio. I don't want to go to an Ohio State game in L.A. He goes, I'm afraid of L.A. I don't want to go to L.A. Like, I don't want to step over hypodermic needles and poop and everything else you have to deal with in L.A. He's like, I don't, I don't want to go to L.A. And that's kind of an interesting thought that I didn't have. What are your thoughts? 844-TALK-989. Here's Dean. Hi, Dean. Welcome to the Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you. You know, there is a, with this football or the sports thing, there is a hypocrisy here that most people aren't going to see. Dean, hypocrisy in big-time college athletics that is a non-profit enterprise? I mean, come on, Dean. How dare you? How dare you, Dean? Well, well, you know, the universities are brainwashing our kids into the planet's going to die, you know, from pollution and climate change in 12 years. Yes. Actually, nine years now. Yes. And here we are. Mm. Think of the pollution from the jet airplanes going into the air back and forth from the West Coast all the way to Rutgers and all the other schools. And that's okay because it's sports. I mean, well, I'm just trying to hold the mirror up. Dean, what they're saying, and then you look at what they're doing. Dean, you and I would get along great because that is such a phenomenal point. Are we going to take? You. Are we going to take battery-operated planes to L.A.? I think well, solar, Dean, solar planes to L.A. What do you think? Wind, and, and the guy, wind power. And and the guy who said he didn't want to go there, I understand. I lived in Southern California, going on two decades. Yeah, and. I, I just I just think that the pollution thing is never going to be talked about, even though it is a major issue with our colleges and universities and what they're teaching. It's just kind of a hypocrisy that just I, I have trouble dealing with. Well, Dean, I love your thoughts, and I'm going to uh, talk about that because, it's as I said, it's such a phenomenal point. There are so many levels of, yeah, don't talk about that, Bruce. Come on. Dean brought up one of them. The whole midweek get back. For, we care about the student athlete and all this. I mean, I get it. It's a lot of money for football. That's fine. Was the Big Ten hurting for money? I mean, I think Ryan Day makes $9 million and Gene Smith makes $2 million. 
And I mean, there's and that's after a year of COVID where they said they lost tens of millions of dollars. Tens. What happens in your business? If your business lost tens of millions of dollars from COVID, would you be, even if you were as accomplished at your job as Ryan Day, would you be getting a several million dollar raise the next year? Would they be giving you like a 30 or 40% raise if your company lost that kind of dough? No. No, they would not. Now, let me say something about USC and UCLA. I had... One of the more unique experiences in my sports writing career was way back in, I'm going to say 1989, Ohio State played a regular season game at USC, and Michigan was playing the same night, not in, not in the Rose Bowl, you know, bowl game, but at the Rose Bowl Stadium against UCLA. So you got Ohio State, USC, at USC, in the L.A. Coliseum, in the heart of um, South Central L.A., at like, I think it was a it was a noon Pacific kick, okay? And Michigan's playing UCLA at a 6-ish p.m. kick, Pac-12 time. I covered both games. I covered both games. And I'll never forget driving down into the... Rose Bowl Stadium at dusk. The game had already kicked off. I missed like the first five minutes. But that stadium at night is so incredibly gorgeous. And L.A. used to be that way. The city of L.A. used to be that way. I used to love going to L.A. I went on vacation to L.A. one year, to Irvine, California. And we went to Beverly Hills, and we went to Hollywood, and we went. It was awesome. You could not pay me to go there now. If you said, hey, Bruce, you want an all-expense-paid trip to L.A., I'd be like, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to go out there and be subjected to their cultural mores. I don't want to go out there and have to worry about being shot or being accosted by someone who's drug-addled, delusional, mentally ill. Well, I just don't, doesn't appeal to me, doesn't appeal to me. And so I just kind of wonder how this lands with the Ohio State fan base. Because there are fans, they're not dead yet, but we'll soon be there. But there are fans who grew up, and their ideal football game was Ohio State against USC in the Rose Bowl on January the 1st. I'm not so old that, in covering Ohio State football, that it was on the wall in their team meeting room that the game they were striving to get to was Rose Bowl January 1. They used to put that on schedule. Rose Bowl January 1. That's now equivalent to having what? What? That would be akin to having um, free meals for life at uh, Ponderosa Steakhouse. It's out of style, man. It's just totally out of style. Gone. We'll talk with Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports about it next. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.